Hey guys, welcome back to the post show. Uh, this week we talk uh, Attack on Titan season one. Uh, I'm currently doing a rewatch with my fiance. Uh, we talk about Quentin Tarantino. He's making the rounds uh, on various podcasts and whatnot, talking about his new uh, novelization of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, we get into Loki, into your eternity a little bit. We talk about the new Pixar movie Luca. Um, we get into the various announcements at the uh, MAPA 10-year anniversary uh, event, uh, and we do some talking about The Sopranos and the recently, or the recent uh, trailer that was released uh, for the prequel movie. Um, so enjoy, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, hey, Grant. Hey. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. Do you know what I was watching right before we started rolling? No. And I'm not. I think I've said this, which maybe makes it untrue. But anyway, I'm not like a huge Rogan guy. Okay. It's funny. I don't know if anyone would say that anymore. Like, do you know anybody that says, oh, I'm a huge Joe Rogan guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. It's funny because I know you like him. I think I think the, the natural transition was, oh, I, I, like, I like Tom Segura. <laughs> that's like I think that has been like the the sidestep away from Rogan. That's like just well, I'm Rogan so adjacent. I'm Rogan adjacent. Rogan adjacent. You know? That's a really <laughs> you know, like, Rogan I like adjacent. John. It's like he's had some people on that I love, but yeah. like that's almost the value proposition of his whole show. He just gets you know my my thing about Rogan is I think he's as good as his guest, and he's yeah. as good as his as he allows that guest to be. Sure. Because um, if you've heard the Rogan bit and the Rogan like tentpole things of what he's about it's fine but it does come up probably every second or third episodes like the same four to six things sure you know I, I listened to him for a long time yeah he, like you know it's like i'm not gonna MMA, pull stand-up comedy forward. i'm not hating i liked i that was the thing he he would actually he would get you're right he would get tremendous guests yeah. and i would listen to it for that and then you, you'd kind of have to put up with some of his behavior for me personally, you know, I'd have to put up with some of it just to, you know, and hopefully that the guest that like, gets yeah. a good word in kind of thing. I, when I, I went full stop, I, I stopped caring who his guests were. And it's funny too, cause you see the meme all the time. Like when people are complaining about Joe and like the reason I stopped and it's not even because they hurt. I, I remember one episode, him going on about like a year or two or years ago saying how you know the the working man i pity the working man you know they're like the backbone of you know america yeah and like i get it like i'm a blue collar guy and it's like okay that's kind of nice to hear mm. and then like when i stopped listening like hard stop like a year or so ago he was making jokes but like yeah people that work for a living are fucking losers and it's like you're yeah. a fucking hypocrite man <laughs> like you know you're it's like i'm done with this like you know i don't know he's just sort of yeah. I think that's a big part of it, right? Is people yeah. feel like he's changed. And it's like, you know, he got $100 million in the bank from the Spotify deal. And he was making unreal money even before that. Sure, yeah. How are you supposed to stay grounded? You know, yeah. like, if he... It seems like a part of him, he still thinks that, like... All you gotta do is work hard and start a podcast, and like it'll figure itself out, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and then, you just, then you hit the... You take some... You drink some mushroom coffee, and you hit a Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, and... Yeah. Things work out. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't think he's like that bad. Um, but you know what I was gonna say, and maybe just on the on that note of Rogan, like mm. I think the thing with Rogan right now, to like a po- on a positive note, is that his show is is probably more important 
than he is at this point. Mm. Like the fact that it is so incredibly massive, so successful, and has bucked all these trends, and because he's been so like steadfast about yeah. really not mainstreaming it. Sure, that's a positive thing. I will say I found it's so funny you're saying this. I'm wondering if we saw the same thing, and that's kind of why it's been on your mind. Um, I saw a post last night on well, it must have been Instagram. It was just mm-hmm. like you know, it's not someone I follow. It was just I was in the search, mm-hmm. just kind of like ripping through videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some comedian uh, had purchased a plane. Yeah, some someone had purchased a plane to like blow like um or like write words in the sky with like mm-hmm. exhaust or whatever. And it was just like blatantly saying like Joe Rogan is actually five foot three. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I okay, so And I go into the comments and everyone's like, Why'd you do this? And he's like, I'm doing this until I get him on the pod and like, Oh, why? He's like, Oh, because and the guy was just out in public. Guy had like like twenty thousand followers. Like he's relatively so known. And he was just flat out like, Yeah, you get on Rogan's podcast, like your career is made. And I was like, well, oh, That's yeah. bold. That's yeah. bold to just like put that in like open like in the comments it's i just found I mean, it so funny interesting more but that's a that's a pretty established take at, at this point it's not even like a hot take it's like for years people have been saying like there are a lot of comics like you brought up tom segura for example yeah. who have done late night they've done the tonight show they've done conan and mm. not just like once or twice like you know back in the day obviously like the big thing was like johnny carson letterman you get on once your life changes, right? Sure. But you get a lot of comedians doing stand-up on late-night talk shows these days. And late-night, I actually want to talk about a little bit later. And, like, it's fine, but, like, you go on Rogan, mm. and it, you're sort of instantly legitimized. Sure. Because um, it, it is just that big, and I think, like, when I was saying, like, the, the positive thing about the show is that something that big can exist without being on a major network. And if anything, it makes a lot of these, like, major networks and late-night shows, like, really have to give their head a shake. Sure. All of that said, I wasn't even looking to talk about Rogan and the show. I was looking to talk about what we just talked about, his guests. Yeah. He just dropped a three-hour interview, which I don't know if that's ever even happened before, with Tarantino. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, he's been making the rounds. He had a really good interview on Marin. Oh, um, fuck. He had a good one. Yeah, yesterday. And oh, man. I he had a... That. He had a really good one on the big picture as well. I with, think it's uh, Sean um, and Chris Ryan. He's he's promoting something. I think he did a novelization. Of, did you see the reviews for that? I guess it's fucking stellar. It's a novelization <laughs> of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. the, his movie. So what? Like, I don't get it. Did he write it as a novel, or did he? Well, no. He does this. Well, he 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 got into. That's the thing too. It's interesting because. You know, he's he's a fan of Marin, so, like, he was kind of, like, nerding out with him a little bit about each other, kind of going back and forth about the history. They touched on the book a little bit. Uh, that was cool. But on the big picture, which came out today, he's, like, kind of buddies with them a little bit. Like, they built a bit of a friendship, and they're, like, huge movie nerds. So they, like, really got down. So he really got into the nitty-gritty of of the of like growing up like that was just, i guess like some of his favorite things was novelization i didn't know that was like a a big industry back in the day specifically the 70s mm-hmm. like you know uh you know like a a thriller would come out and day and date there would be like a novelization written by a random writer like that would just do like a I first person perspective it was really it's a really the big picture episode actually the Marin one too is really good as well um but and i highly Marin, recommend the Marin's so good I, he's I my would, yeah my yeah. my favorite yeah i love his he he's and that, it's so funny because he's similar to rogan 
it's just you know like he has his own character like he's grumpy and all this and that he has his own little quirks and traits like rogan does too yeah. but he actually cares to interview a lot of the time oh, yeah you know i'd say maybe a little bit more of a grown-up and that's not like a hate um, that's not no. a negative yeah. on rogan but he just seems a little little bit more of a grown-up and yeah that that is the thing is like I don't know if at any point Rogan would ever call himself a journalist or an interviewer so much as he is like a podcaster. He just talks about what he wants to talk about, right? Sure. Um, and sometimes potentially to his detriment. Mark Marin is like a he, solid funny guy who also happens to be a really good interviewer. Really good interviewer, yeah. Like 100%. very adept at it. You could tell he put work into developing that skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, man, fuck. I didn't, I didn't know he went on Marin's show too. Tarantino yeah. and Marin, I bet it's dope. Just it was a, really good. Yeah. It was actually, there's all there's a really really cool anecdote at one point in the episode. I'll I'll let you listen to it, and it's actually re- it's a really genuine moment. I was like, oh shit, that like that was really? a nice moment between two men. Um, <laughs> like they're kind of just like you know just they're, they're just fans of one another genuinely, and that you could tell they were both excited to be there and do oh. that and and, and talk That's back so and cool. forth. It was it's a really good interview. I, I listened to 20 or 30 minutes of the Rogan uh, Tarantino podcast before I jumped on, and I learned a couple things already about, like, Pulp Fiction, the production of that, and, like, just, like, what he, how he was, you know, his coming up story. And, yeah. like, it's good to just, you know, Tarantino, even when he's on a press circuit, can kind of just talk forever. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have someone that isn't, like, I don't know, working for Entertainment Tonight, asking the questions. You know what I mean? Because you forget that he's that, he's that, he's that big. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Tarantino is. isn't Brad Pitt level. Tarantino allows Brad Pitt to be in the movie. <laughs> like he's that yeah. fucking level. He's a he's a fucking character, man. Like it's oh, I've not I've always loved this right? And you know, like every like you know, <laughs> white red blooded male in you know today's from our generation, like we kind of we're a little late. To the, you know, Pulp Fiction. We were kids and Pulp Fiction came out, but like, you know, I remember seeing Kill Bill. And you and I actually, you and I have got broken down some Tarantino movies in this, in probably one of the first post shows. Yeah. Um, if not the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing Kill Bill and being like, "Fucking movies are sweet," you know. It was, like, it was my, like my dad my showed me yeah. Kill Bill, and yeah. I, I don't know if it was age appropriate at the time, mm-hmm. but you know that, you know, I I actually saw Pulp Fiction pretty late, but yeah, I remember seeing kill bill and i had a similar reaction to yours i don't know why maybe just like for our generation or our age that was just like the moment where we were allowed to see blood and gore yeah um and like kung fu and sword fight movies were a thing yeah but it was yeah the tarantino man anyway yeah i'll check out marin you check out the rogan uh yeah i think i might have to go back back. i might have to go back to check out rogan again for that's tarantino's a good guest i'm not yeah the, i've listened to so many interviews of him this week now i, I think i need a little bit more and <laughs> this like if you really really want to get into the brass tacks of the book and like really deep seated like old hollywood stuff the big picture episode it's two hours is a must listen and really? he also has some good insights about like the the state of theaters in 2020 towards the tail end of the episode mm-hmm. he and he like he's just so open like okay guys like we got time like uh ask me whatever you want what didn't you like about the book like he has the fucking biggest balls i've ever seen like i i love darantino like he's the man yeah i uh he's just got like he's got some heat in him you know what i mean that doesn't go away like i've seen him just get mad at reporters and not in like a but it's so clearly not in like a Hollywood do you know who I am way. Like maybe he has that sometimes. I you know whatever. I'm not a fucking sure. I'm yeah, not yeah. a Tarantino stan. But I've just seen him get mad at questions. 
like people are like oh you know it felt like you could have maybe given um what's the uh margot maybe you could you could have given margot robbie some more screen time he's like yeah but it wasn't about giving her screen time it's about the story yeah. i wanted to tell and then started asking, well, what if you told the story this way? He's like, I reject your whole hypothesis. I reject everything about your question. I will not answer it. it like, so like, I just had so much fucking vitriol like in him ready to go because he's so passionate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, it's, the man truly is a visionary. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. again, it's not many people, like, you know, there's like, there's a good subset of directors and, and producers he has his vision mm-hmm. and he has the ability to re he has the ability to make that what he sees in his mind come out. And not a lot of people can do that. And I think that's like a, a big thing that people in life struggle with is like that thought in their head, being able yeah. to transition it into real life. And he is, a, in, uh, he's a master at it. Like it's yeah. he, love, love Tarantino. He has this anecdote, the last thing on this and then we'll move on, but he has this anecdote in the Rogan very early on in the podcast where he talks about Pulp Fiction and there's a certain scene that sort of changes it from a movie that maybe you could get 14-year-olds and, like, the whole family to watch with a yeah. little bit of action. And then the there's a scene near the end that's pretty graphic. And he's like, you know, I was getting notes from the studio. And they're saying, like, this scene makes this a movie that not everybody can see anymore. Mm. And people are getting up and leaving at every festival you show this at. And he's, like, really thought about it. And he's like, the studio was right. And then I was right when I said, well, that scene is kind of the movie, so you can either not put it in the theaters, or I'll put it up for sale somewhere else. Yeah. Like I'll, take my sh- I'll take my shit and, and walk. This is, like, you know, this is one of his first movies. Was that his first? No, it was like his second movie that he directed and wrote it, and it was like, you know what I mean? He just like yeah. established early on, like, no, I'm not compromising the vision. This is a thing. I'm putting this shit on screen. And he's, yeah. he's, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, he, he really hits that home in, uh, in those other interviews. So, yeah, check honestly anyone listening check out Marin rogan big picture i'm sure he's done a ton of other stuff like yeah 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 good yeah. shit and next time he puts out a movie who knows when that'll be we will review it probably yeah it's from what i've listened to today so i think it's going to be a minute <laughs> yeah well not shocking. and he gets into that which is nice a little bit of closure for the fans interesting okay yeah. um i don't know anything i don't know if this could be more distantly related did okay you, did you watch loki episode three I did not. I've never been more upset at anybody than I am right now. Is it good? No. Or is it... <laughs> it's not good? You didn't no, like it? Uh, no, I would say... I'd say it's like sort of 50-50 for me. Um, I, so I won't spoil it for you. And I won't spoil it for the listener either. I will merely just say that I'm kind of torn. Um, I would say I'm very happy with the cinematography okay and the technical aspects of the show they've got like some cool oneers some like really beautiful lighting and like some cool shit there's like just cool movie stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if you're that if you like that kind of stuff about oh i wonder how they did that um you know i'd say like they kicked the budget back up a little bit in this one it is at times inconsistent though like oh uh in that way and the reason i'm torn is um i don't quite you know it was one of those patented part-time otaku, what are we doing here? Mm. Moments. Um, a lot of that in 2021, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I have a feeling the show is about to take shape. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the second half is going to be better than the first. I might be optimistic. But um, this, this particular episode, I was just a little bit unsure about the direction, if hmm. that makes sense. And maybe that will make sense at the end. You know, a lot of shows... 
have a weird detour sometimes. And this just kind of felt like one of those. Really? Eh? But you should you should take a look and get. Back I will. Back. Yeah, it was just like the you know you and I were talking earlier. Like this past week has just been absolutely absolute insanity, like schedule wise. So not much uh, not much to be able to get in. So, but uh, Loki just did not. Unfortunately, that's that's already where I kind of am with Loki. It's it's kind of on the back burner. Yeah, there's 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 bigger fish to fry. You know, yeah. for for sure. Um, what do you got going on? What did you watch? What so yeah, so I guess I'll. Um, I'm just excited to talk about this. It's not going to take too long. Um, Liana was like, "All right, let's watch Sack on Tide. Let's do it." What like from season one? From, from the beginning, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so we got we're only two or three episodes in. I appreciate her though. Uh, well, yeah, you know, like it's you know, God bless her. Like her, any <laughs> all all social media. Like maybe she's being heavily influenced by a couple of really great podcasts that she hears references. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> week to week, she's one of the ones listening. But um, no, so she's like, "Okay, let's do it." So we put it on, and it's, it's interesting because have a conversation with you about it because you recently did a rewatch, mm-hmm. and it took us eighteen months, but we did get through it. Yeah, well, her and I are animals. Like, we'll rip through this in no time, I'm sure. Yeah, I was so. I was having to, like, trade things for an episode. I was like, oh, you know, maybe we'd go to a nice dinner, and then, you know, maybe an episode or two. <laughs> but it's it's interesting. You know, obviously, like, she likes it. She, honestly, she should be on here talking about it with with you, but mm-hmm. uh, with us. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting because... So the scene where... Again, the first episode is awesome, but in the second episode... When Aaron has that dream of like Grisha comes looking for him, and he's clearly given him the serum, mm-hmm. she was like, "That was fucking intense." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. I haven't watched this first season in like six years. Like, you know, like you know, shortly the, after it came out." I think we talked about at the time there was a multi-year break between S one and S two. Yes. Like yeah, like four years maybe. So season one is pretty old. Yeah, so and it was just it was just crazy to see that, and and it's funny. Her re- our reference is, have you seen um, the uh, the most recent It movies, like the reboot? I have not. So there's a scene like I'm not really spoiling. Like the first one was good, the second one was whatever. But in the first movie, there's a scene. I'm not going to get into like the the exact components of, of the scene. There, so there's just a scene that does not fucking end. Not in like uh oh this is boring. It's like it's a they jump let scare. You escape. No, yeah you can't. That's sorry. That's the perfect way to describe it. You just you cannot escape, and the scene continues and continues and continues, and it just keeps going. And if it honestly feels like you're stuck in it for like thirty five seconds, mm. and it we saw that in the theater, and I was like this is a lot, <laughs> you mm. know, like it was it was very unsettling for both of us. Like, and um and she was like I I felt just like that. And and watching it, I was like, oh shit! Like I forgot how like Aaron screaming at the top of his lungs at his dad. Like, and I completely is that episode two of season I, one? Yeah, season yeah. two, episode one. Did you? Ca- Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, so that was just like a thing that stuck out too. And it's funny because like we're kind, of, you know, it's nice to talk about Attack on Titan again. And you know, because Leanne has all these questions, and it's like, all right, I'll gladly pause this and I'll answer your question. You know, like I'm just so excited <laughs> to talk about the show, and. Like, the little things, like, there's a moment, like, we watched the third episode today, and it's when, it's Aaron trying to, like, 
you know, he's trying to get the whole um, ODM gear stuff uh, yes. started out. Having some balance issues. The balance issues. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. there's that time he tries and he bonks his fucking noggin. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting at the table. And I, back in the day, I thought that was just like an anime moment of like there was steam coming out of his head. That's him fucking Titan healing. Yeah. Yep. I was like, <laughs> whoa. Also, I never noticed Annie uh, in the food line. Right after the attack of Shikinshina, and they're waiting in the next district. Yep. I was like, wow. That's... Also, um, there's like, um, I think in the pilot, in the first maybe scene or two of the pilot, that he wakes up from like a fever dream yeah. with, with imagery that is, you know, um, imagery that uh, you see at the end of season two. I don't know if you want me to give specifics in case Leanna listens to this. I don't know, but... Well, she's the thing is that we're in a weird situation because she's, she's watched seen, all season four, yeah. part one. So like, there's things she knows and recognizes, but it's well. I think she's enjoying the journey so far, so I think she's gonna. You know, well, I think we're fine. Well, one of the scenes he sees in this weird dream is the pin cushion. Do you remember this? There's a there's a cushion in season four of Willie. Uh, you know the episode that opens on Willie saying goodbye to his family before he all, goes and dies, and there's all well, these there's toys. all the toys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's in episode one of the pilot. I did, I did catch that in the pilot. I was like, oh, because I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, that'll be interesting. And then I saw it. And I was like, oh, that's what Dave was talking about. There's all yeah. the toys. Super but, weird shit, man. Um, yeah. But yo, I'm so glad that you're watching it. I'm super glad, Leanna, if you're listening, that you're watching it. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's yeah, yeah. We're into it too, and it, it, it's crazy because, you know, you and I, I think we're the vocal minority of like, you know. Mappa's version has some problems, but for mm-hmm. the most part, we like the animation. Yep. You know, it's, but it, it's kind of nice to like settle back in with like, with studio. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> to see it yeah. for what it, you know, for such a long time. That's what sit, sits in your memory. You know, the stuff like seeing yeah. the colossal titan and seeing the armor titan, and you're like, oh fuck, like they were pretty. <laughs> you know, like they were really pretty. Back they were, the yeah, they were hand drawn uh, in that first. Mm-hmm. One. They do end up CGing the colossal at the end of uh, season three, and it, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but you know, so much of that is just consistent. I'll, I'll say. But yeah, it was. It's nice to go back, and we're we're enjoying that. So we we are still going to be. That's the thing too. Like we want to stay. We we wanted to dive back into two year eternity, which we haven't you know to touch on that uh, quickly. We haven't had a chance to get more into that. Um, That's a good segue, though. Um, yeah, because maybe we just wanted just a little up. bit of taste AOT, but we are going to be jumping back. We, our hol- our holidays are next week, so nice. We're uh, we're going to take care of some anime for sure. I, I'll jump on to eternity real quick. I won't spoil because we're not um, we're not in the same place. But I mm-hmm. think I think I thought I wrote this down, but I think they are. They just did episode eleven or twelve, and it mm. was one of those. Where I kind of saw it on Instagram and read it, of people being like, "Oh God, my, you know, this is a right in the heart uh, oh. episode." I won't spoil anything um, because you know we're in very different spots at uh, where you're. Your well, you had said last week that you were kind of what you had you, you had just seen was a bit of a cliffhanger. Yes, so I resumed the cliffhanger and uh, what you know. I, I really don't want to give anything away, but I'll just say that they they've done it again, where you know that they. They just seem to understand how to build uh, drama and stakes and sort of punch you in the gut, um, but without like becoming like repetitive and sort of um, 
I, I don't know, like kind of a meme of themselves. Like they've just got this thing figured out. And I mm-hmm. think that is so hard to do in TV and in anime and whatever medium. But to, but to repeatedly get a emotional reaction out of people like they're getting, I think it's just hard. And they definitely got it again. Like I watched mm. this episode and I was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like it 100% got me. Um, yeah, this is such a weird, artsy, esoteric, like weird. I, I don't know what. Like I'm very curious to see where this thing wraps up. Um, but I am so in. You know what I mean? Like we're we're. It sounds like we're just only not even halfway yet. Of, yeah, not even of the season. So it's. But I'm so I, in. I'm so yeah. in. Like, well, it's crazy. Yeah. Like this sounds like a, like an episode 19 or an episode 20. You know. Yeah, it's just level different. of like you know what i mean like it's there's a different it's like you said the process seems to be a lot different with this show and like from what we've seen it's like holy fuck like <laughs> you know like the process is different it's yeah. it's i like uh it's you know i would say that the first these 11 episodes and these few arcs that i've seen are just kind of masterful at this point mm-hmm. and if anybody's listening and you know something that's like this or it's up in the it, you know, in the atmosphere of this show, comment, let us know, because I, I'm loving every minute of this. So, uh, TBD, I'm excited for you to get to it. You know, no yeah, rush, it'll be there. So, watch it in your own time. But, but yeah. We'll big, get there. Big fan. Don't you, don't you worry, Dave. Yeah. Um, what else? What do you got? What else you watch? Um, so, the only other thing we really watched this week, uh, we had another family movie night, and we watched uh, the new Pixar movie, Luca. Luca. Yeah. The Super uh, Smash Brothers character. Luca. Lucas? Lucas. That's Lucas. whatever, man. Same thing. <laughs> L-U-C-A? L-U-C-A. So it's it's set in the Italian Riviera. Kind of vague time period. I'm guessing maybe 80s. Mm-hmm. Like early 80s, maybe late 70s. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, 70s, 80s. Anyways, it's just the story of... We kind of knew it was about, like, mermaids... Mm-hmm. And, but the, the, not much more than that. Like we were really excited for this movie. We kind of, you know, just, you know, like, you know, Crin, you know, Crin's like a, a little young girl. Like she's, you know, she's nine years old. Like she loves mermaids. So like we were really excited for this one. Like it's not that a lot of the Pixar movies aren't in her wheelhouse, but like the past two have been pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Like Soul was pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, Onward was very heavy. Was dealing a lot of like you know death and Soul too. So this was kind of like a nice light little take from from them, mm-hmm. and uh, it, honestly, like it was funny because last week we talked, we watched Ryan and the Last Dragon, yeah. which was stunning and beautiful, but like paper thin story. This is and not the opposite. This is kind of just a step above. Like it has a great story, it has good lessons. You know, it's the you said it was Pixar, good, right? It's Pixar, yeah. So. Versus where Raya Raya was at Disney Studios, right? Um, but no, like just the beautiful animation, like the world, like the worlds they can make it. They're so real looking. It's, it's, it's stunning. You know, it's, I feel like if I, I could teleport, if I, if I flew on a plane, I could find a village that looks just like that. And it was funny because we were, we were watching it. Leanna's like, it feels like a, like a Ghibli movie. Mm, And I was like, vibe. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh shit. Like, you're right. Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then after the movie, we kind of, like, dove in. You know, because, you know, like, Lana's family is Italian and all that. So, like, there was, like, a lot of, like, cool stuff in there that, like, we're kind of used to. Like, 
you know, like, like, oh, my, my dad says that, you know, like she expressions that she used, like she's heard of growing mm. up and stuff like that. So, so we were looking at facts about the movie and lo and behold, the director was like, yeah, like this movie is like more or less like on an homage to like Miyazaki, you know, in like Ghibli movies. Like the cool. town is based on, uh, like he has a movie called Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. And they they just called it Porto Rosso because it's it's a port town on the on on the oh, the ocean. It's a little little cool stuff like that. But no, we really enjoyed it. Beautiful, good characters, funny. You know, like didn't the nice thing too is it did not it didn't like lean into like any Italian stereotypes like in like a negative way. It was just very wholesome and natural. Like they didn't have like a. Like, debatably, the villain is kind of, like, over-the-top, like, 80s, 80s, like, Italian actor-esque type, like, kind of, like, over-the-top and flamboyant. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, there wasn't too much of that. It was just, like, a lot of Nona's and, you know, people enjoying food. And, like, they really, like, that's the nice thing, too. Like, it's kind of, like, honestly, it reminded me of Ratatouille in in a lot of ways, too, because, not just because of the food, but just, like, into the care of the world. Like, they show, like, all these the things that people do in their lives are important to them. They put a lot of work into them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very like very hardworking mentality it's... in the world. But I, I, if you haven't watched Ryan and the Last Dragon and you're trying to watch like an animated movie, 100% watch Luca over, over the last one. Yeah. Over Raya for sure. I don't think I really put the pieces together in the past about how you're kind of an authority on all these movies due owing to the fact that you're, that you're a dad and, probably you know see a lot of these just through just through that because mm-hmm. it's dude it's crazy how i've seen none of the movies you just mentioned like, really i can't remember the last pixar movie i watched uh like that maybe incredibles like the first one really dude like oh there's been dude, ratatouille hotel transylvania haven't seen it haven't seen it like name those oh, hotel movies. hotel transylvania is fucking good man like people like to goof on that because it's like no you know, no hey adam, hate. adam just, sandler and the I gang seen any of them. <laughs> those are good Check those out. Like, like I like I'm 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 having a feeling. Like I I think I remember uh, your daughter was huge into Frozen, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Never seen it. Uh, Frozen. Yeah. The first. I like. We like. No the hate first. either. No no no. Like the first Frozen is good. The second one had its own, had its own thing. But the uh, I, I I love it, man. Like it's you know like, I get to be a kid with her too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of like one of the. Not to say, like, she was no fun when she was, like, way younger, but, like, she's at that age now. She's at that sweet spot where she wants to see, she wants to see more stuff and, you know, like, expand her horizons and, mm-hmm. you know, like, she wants to watch, like, My Neighbor Totoro and, right. you know, and, and all, all, this, all this other stuff. And, she, like, she wants to watch Luca and she likes the has world she, and all that. Has like, she seen any uh, Studio Ghibli movies? Yeah, well, Totoro for sure. Uh, we watched Ponyo with her. She likes that one as well. Um but she really that's the thing too like a lot of the subject matter like she's just subject, might be a little too just young on the edge for, eh? like for on some the cusp, of it yeah in a year or two we'll be able to maybe slowly introduce a couple I, more to her but I there's just, still there's yeah. still some her age like spirit away that's a no-go i was about that's, to say that's the only one i've <laughs> yeah, seen right yeah. and i was like well <laughs> probably not that one that's more i know her and i know that one wouldn't yeah fly. You know, it's not necessarily an age thing it's just her personality but you know what yeah. you shouldn't show her Mm. is Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Oh. Uh, which, conveniently, we actually just reviewed on our main podcast, which dropped earlier this week. Yeah. And uh, considering you were on the podcast, uh, and I was on the podcast, we can both attest to the fact that it was great. 
It was awesome. And if you're listening to this, you should finish this and then immediately go listen to that. It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was it was nice to be able to sit down and you, you talk know, about a like movie the, we've been waiting to see for what feels like a year. Yeah, it was so cathartic. It was just about a year. <laughs> you know. Like, and it, you yeah. know why it was so cathartic is because the movie didn't suck. Like it was good yeah. and we were happy yeah. about it. Like mm-hmm. um you know, we have a lot of thoughts. You know, nothing is perfect. We even, you know, we even had nitpicks, but if you want the yeah. scoop on that and all the spoilers and the discussions and all that stuff, go take a listen. Check it. Um so with regards to more anime i feel like the one thing that kind of took the internet by storm the anime internet by storm this week mm. was uh chainsaw chainsaw man uh the trailer i think just mappa in general kind of like yeah like you know is like ripped their shirt off you know like went wild on sunday i think they well they had a mappa conference that's why it was like a 10-year thing yes and yeah. they announced several things movies shows they had people on stage. Um, that's why I actually sent you like a picture today. <laughs> like they had the voice actors from Attack on Titan on yeah. stage, and like the showrunner, and like the or a slash director or whatever. That and like man. they were taking like questions from the audience, stuff like that. One of the questions from the audience is like, "Are you guys gonna take your time with season four part two? Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yo, I've never seen bigger bags under someone's like i had grocery bags there was like a that was a hashtag that was like semi-trending i kept seeing i I thought you were goofing i thought you were sending a photo of like you know like this is you know like it like it actually wasn't him look here's a picture of the world's most tired man just kidding it's the guy that works at mappa (laughs) um so yeah they've got a lot going on we have talked about mappa and aot probably too much um, but we should mention chain. I, I think maybe the one that I want to give attention to is Chainsaw Man, mm. only because I saw that its manga has beat out. Like I think it's maybe just sales wise for the year or something. Don't quote me, but its manga has beat out AOT recently uh, in terms of like oh. pub, uh, copies circulated. It's extremely popular. Yeah. 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 This has been a long time coming. Yeah. People have been really looking forward to this. Well, that's the best. That's the thing about anime, right? Is by the time it gets to the screen, you know, it's probably been around for a while. Like, you know, To Your Eternity is a really good example, example, right? Like, people Mm -hmm. have really fully formed thoughts on that show and how, you know, how they feel about it. And they're just excited to see it on the screen. And Chainsaw Man seems to be one of those types of shows. You know, I know nothing about it other than the trailer. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, for sure. I watched um, most of the trailers that came out of that. I was up. Early. I think I had sent some stuff to you first thing in the morning. Yeah, um, they all look good. Yeah, there, there's a movie. I, I'm blanking on the name of the movie. That looks really good. Uh, an original anime. There's another series they're doing as well, I believe. Again, mm-hmm. totally useless. I'm blanking on the name. I had them written down earlier, but um, but no, Chainsaw Man looks tremendous, and I'm getting a little bit of. Um, it's it's so funny the most random byproduct of this chainsaw man trailer like two minute two and a half minute trailer is you read all over reddit people's like if you guys think that looks fucking cool you guys need to owe it to yourself to go watch doro hero <laughs> which is on netflix that's yeah. the one i watched last year that i was in my top three um same kind of like really quirky world super dark gory fucking just out there and everyone's like, oh, shit, yeah. I mean, okay, I'll watch that in the meantime until Chainsaw Man comes out. It's like, yes, more people need to watch Doro Hero 
so they can make a second season. It's, really? Yeah, I really liked it. Like, it's it's one of those ones I think a lot of people just were like, wow, the CG is just not for me. Sure. But, and at first it wasn't, but I think it's just, it's hard to say, like, it, it, it almost, grows on I, you as a vibe? Well, it, it, yeah, it kind of grows on you, but I feel like it would actually look weird if it was just, like, a 2D animation show. I don't sure. think it would work as well. It, it would look maybe suit the aesthetic? It would look a little lighter, and I think by the CG, it kind of makes it look grimier mm. and a little dirtier. Because, like, they do, it's similar to, um, what's another show that kind of blends, like, the character models are 2D and 3D kind of simultaneously mm-hmm. in moments, you know? like right, not like, like not, um, not backgrounds versus, like, 2D characters. It's kind of like the character itself is blended. Yeah, they, they, they were saying, like, uh, I've just, I've been so on that Corridor Crew channel, but a big mm-hmm. thing with the animation for uh, CG and 3D objects, a lot of the time the way you get that kind of punch where you improve a 3D or CG object or character or whatever is you do it in the model in CG or 3D first and then you draw over it to like try and give it more depth. Um, mm. And it's still technically faster than hand drawing, but you get a lot of the benefits from the 3D work and then you like punch it up. Um, mm-hmm. with some with some 2D stuff. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that's what they're doing. I haven't seen a frame of the show, so maybe. Yeah, check it out. I don't know. It's I, I think I've, I've recommended it before. It's yeah. not... I wouldn't say you. I wouldn't say it's necessarily in, in your wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. um, I think all the people on the anime subreddits and sure. just other various subreddits, they, they are right. Like, I, I, I will... Cha- this is one of my shows that I champion. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's a great show. It's weird. It's fucking weird, but it's awesome. Um... One thing I want to bring up, just because we brought up Chainsaw Man, I saw one piece of hilarious trivia. And as Grant and I have mentioned a million times before, we're not manga readers, like, just generally, right? So the shows we're covering, we've never seen manga of. But if you are a manga reader and you care about that kind of shit, I saw one piece of trivia today or one Easter egg that was hard to not mention. And it's My Hero Academia, which we're currently covering uh, season five of on the main podcast. Uh, it's it's manga is you know hundreds of chapters ahead of the show and there's this still that got posted from chapter 259 which is significantly ahead of the show i believe but they put as an easter egg chainsaw man is in a crowd like the main character that has a chainsaw head oh is in a crowded like scene as an easter egg in the my hero academia manga oh no shit is it the same author no, I think just it's, like just like, it's just like a nod. Yeah, yeah. they're just fans. Which oh, I thought that's was cool. Funny. I like stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, I feel like if I was going to mention that anywhere, this podcast would probably be the place. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who else sure. I'm going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a little bit more anime news. I don't know if you do. Um, I got one that I think is suited just for you. Okay. Made in Abyss. Yeah. Which I <laughs> wait. Let me say it. <laughs> which uh, I think. You went on a, you know, you had some very nice words to say about it, very kind words to say about your experience watching that anime. Is that accurate? Yeah, and then it kind of came to a halting stop by oh. the end of it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's getting <laughs> the anime treatment that you hope your favorite show never gets, which is a live-action adaptation. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I think they're making a live-action Made in Abyss movie. That's all I know, so don't ask. But, oh, because I think that's the other thing too. That like people have been waiting on the next movie, like animated movie, for some mm-hmm. time. Um, so it's interesting that that's not out yet, and they're already pulling the trigger yeah. on some live action stuff. Yeah, Made in Abyss. That was um, that was an interesting little journey. It was really good there till, but 
towards the end, it's there's some really weird things. And I think we had touched on it momentarily. I, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds again, but there's some mm-hmm. really, really weird elements to that show that, like, just, it's very kind of uncomfortable. Just Interesting. Yeah, it's it, it gets weirdly sexual, and then with the kid, like, they're all kids, too. Like, Ooh. really young, and it's just, like, it's it doesn't, it never really, like, crosses that line, but it gets fucking close. You know, and it's like, wow, well, this is this is. Is this strange. the lie you want to, or the line you want to be towing? Interesting. Yeah, you know, and it's I don't know. I, I I had to go online. I was like, am I like, am I being crazy? Am I just being like, looking in my head, at this way yeah. too much? Like, you know. And then I looked online and was like, oh yeah, that that is kind of, you know. But it, whatever, it's a good show. And that's the thing too. Like, there was a, a lot of great stuff. But I was like, you know what? That's I mean, I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> like it's, um, yeah. All right, what you got? Got any news? Uh, new, well, actually, some some pretty cool news today. Um, so I think I had mentioned the game Returnal a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, so they have long had a the studio that makes Returnal is called Housemark. Uh, they're out of Finland. They've had a long-standing relationship with Sony. They've made some not necessarily exclusive. I think yeah, exclusives over the years. Uh, Sony officially uh, acquired them today, or the announcement was made. Um, so that's another. I What's... think just after. What was the Sorry. studio called? Housemark. Housemarks, and they made yeah. Returnal, and they got acquired by Sony. Yeah, but like they, like I said, they've had a long-standing relationship with Sony uh, over the years. So it was one of those things where they weren't officially like a Sony studio, but they pretty much only worked with them. Like they've made stuff for other systems too. Um, but uh, so that was a nice thing. That's you know, cool, good for them. Um, it's they've had, they have an interesting story because. They've been so fiercely independent for such a long time, mm. and they've always been. They've always made like two stick um, arcade games, like two stick shooters, mm-hmm. like over the top, like very old school style of games. Like um, not, it's kind of it's kind of hard to compare. Like it's a genre that was big in like you know obviously in arcades back in the day, like Contra and that kind of stuff, bullet hell esque kind of things. And it was actually kind of depressing a few years ago they made like a like a blog post and they were flat out like no one plays these games anymore so damn unfortunately it's and this is their passion like they love and they they are they make very good games with solid mechanics they're very pro the game itself and then aesthetic comes after like if the game is not good it doesn't matter um and uh they made like this very open of like yeah like we have to move past this unfortunately like we can't continue to to keep we can't keep making these games, right. even though it's what we love. We have to, and Returnal was a byproduct of that. Ah. But they kept a lot of their, they honored their their past, their and there's roots. a lot of arc, there's a lot of arcade elements to Returnal, and more. It's debatably, it still is. They found a way to take what they were good at and their passion, and they made it work for like a bigger audience, and it paid off. And Sony officially acquired them. Congrats, yeah. Housemark. Yeah, it's really exciting stuff. Like it's more more fun games to be had on PlayStation. I take and it. like they're an independent studio too. Like it was money. It's yeah. you know having to worry about money. Like they don't have to worry about money now. They can just yeah. make the games Do they want to make. Right? And that's that's what yeah. you want to hear. And and the other follow up to it too it was accidentally leaked in like this, the same still like of you course know, um, Blue Point Games, mm-hmm. uh, who over the past few years has been just remaking games. So they did that Demon Souls remake oh, for yes. PS5. Yes, they did yes. that Sh- Shadow Colossus remake a couple yep. years ago. Um, it hasn't been official yet, but there's been stills that were accidentally tweeted 
saying congrats, welcome to the family blue point <laughs> as well with a, a also, South Park. Also uh, by Sony, obviously. Yeah, by Sony as well. So it's the... Um, I think that's probably going to be announced soonish. I think it was, console like I said, wars are heating up, man. Well, it was so funny too. There was an article on IGN today of like Sony, <laughs> Sony boss assures there is not an arms race with Microsoft, and it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's like that's yeah. cute. We're just in yeah. the same market, selling to the same people, and yeah. it's friendly competition. That's so funny. It's like, come funny. on, <laughs> what do you take us for? <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, but, uh, oh, also too, um, AOT or Attack on Titan Part Two had some key art come out during that Mappa presentation. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed about that, to be honest. With I you. was gonna say too. I was like, well, that's that seems a little spoilerish <laughs> in it, some way. It does, and like the problem is, I don't want to read too much into it. But like, since that, so the key art looks great, but like, I, you know. I'll give the audience like a spoiler warning and I'll give you a spoiler warning in case you don't want to hear it. Mm. But or, or maybe I just won't say it. I'll just say that I've seen the key art and it looks great and it's a picture of Aaron. Yeah. But I've seen like all these people captioning what he's doing and where he is. Oh, um, you know what I mean? That's a bummer. And like it's not, you know, I don't think it is necessarily like end of the world. Sure. Um, but I know that that was a famous manga panel because I've seen it already in, mm. uh, by the youtube algorithm that has fucked me in the past mm. and like you know but there's like a you know there's a new element in the key art that they released that seems to potentially maybe hold more spoilers so i don't know i'm you know key art looks great i almost wish they didn't do it because you know key art is like a very specific thing right like you know like that we on the my hero podcast we just used key art from the upcoming arc and, I mean, I guess you could say it's spoilery, but the key art came out after the arc was announced. So not yeah. really. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, We're not like six months out. This, kind of this thing, feels yeah. like a frame of a chapter or a scene in the manga that is extremely popular. Because I know that it is. And that's what they released. So I don't know. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, the manga's over and it's finished anyway. So maybe you run the risk of getting spoiled if you're out there looking at AOT related content anyway. Sure. Um, so I don't know what my thought is on that, but yeah, I mean, you know, the key art looked nice. Mm, it was so, pretty good color. Love the color. I mean, yeah. yeah, I wish I didn't know what it was, but, True. um, what is, I'm asking you cause I don't know mm-hmm. what in God's name is fruit basket. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty popular show. It just passed the all-time uh, high rating uh, Full Metal Brother Al- Alchemist. Full Metal Brother. Jesus. Yeah, people really like Full Metal show. Alchemist Brotherhood uh, for like, the all-time quality rating. I believe it's... Um, if funny enough, I think it's in a similar situation to Full Metal where there was a first run... Oh, really? People were like not hot on it and then they came back a few years later and like it's fucking 10 times better that's funny similar to full metal i might i might be thinking of another show i'm pretty sure it's fruit fruits basket but i don't know what it's about i know people fucking love it though so the name i gotta say is not doing it any favors um i i think i kind of like it yeah well that's because you're a fruit basket <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that means there are no implications everybody ease up 
Um, all right. Yeah. In this case, but you haven't seen it, right? No, no, okay. no. I've seen, I've seen stills. Like it's in, it's in every top ten list that you yeah. see when it, whenever season it is. Like it's, I think this is the final season, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's getting a big so, push. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I, I've heard only great things of it. So, do you have anything else? Hit me. What one little thing? Um, we it, this weekend we kind of. Uh, because we got the you know we got the Xbox so we took the, uh, Game Pass for a spin mm. and I was like all these games I can just download whatever the fuck we want and we did and we kind of just like jumped from game to game see what stuck and what didn't and um, a couple cool things the only one of like major note is originally it was an Xbox exclusive years ago it's like almost it's an indie game it's called Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, we took that for a spin and it's it's like a metroidvania so it's you know i think i think i've seen like trailers for that yeah well there's a newer so the sequel came out a year or two ago and was to critical acclaim like very like people it holds a a special place in everyone's heart and the one that i'm playing the first one also is at the time was like you know came out was a really big deal like people had some nitpicks kind of thing but Otherwise, it's, you know, it's it's kind of light. It's, I'm, I love when a game is just confident in the mechanics, you know, like it's. It, just that, do their it, thing, right? Well, because at the end of the, end of the day, like it doesn't, like, it, it's nice when your game can look fucking tremendous. And then also there's a huge, like a huge effort went into making the game just run and play good, you yeah. know, like. When you hit your jump button, like you're, you know, like you get your jump, or like it's because it's you know, Metroid being is they're platforming and there's some combat and it's, you know, it's, it's funny too because like when I played Hollow Knight, I think I'm not sure if it was you and I talked about this on the show or if I was talking this with with, uh, with Joe, um, I was just like banging my head against the wall with Hollow Knight because it was like a get good mentality, which is kind of fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know some people that kind of swear by that gaming sphere and and philosophy but it's just not for me like and the platforming was okay and it just it wasn't tight it was very loose Mm -hmm. this game is tight like when you make your jump you know your range you know you're not going to slip off this and like if you do it's your fault it's not just weird hitboxes or weird platforming it's just you know it's like weird little nuances of the game that only hardcores would know exactly and it's like this is just the game you know, it's it's funny because we talk. You know, we were talking. I think we we like coming back to the idea of like the world sets the rules, and you know it sticks to its rules. And I like that in the game where, you know, if you have an ability, that ability works that way. There's no real way like to, oh it, it it doesn't work as an intended. You can't cheese it to do something else. Like it's meant to do its role, so you use it when you need to use it for that instance kind of thing. Right. And it's it's I don't know. It, it's kind of refreshing, and it's not like I've been in a gaming rut. It's it's not it at all. It's just nice to go. Sometimes it's nice not exploring a big fucking world. You know, right. like it's it's like you're just, just side scrolling. Down. Yeah. And the irony is like it is a big world, and like Metroidvania is the whole purpose is to backtrack and do this and that. But it's a simple story. Like it's you know you get to a certain section, there's like a like a voiceover that kind of kicks in. Some small text comes across the screen, and you're like, okay, well I know where I'm going. I think I'm going in the right direction because I'm kind of being told that. You know, it's not. And it's funny too, like you know, coincidentally, you know, a friend of ours also just beat it, so I've been able to talk about it with him as well. And 
you know, I like when a game, you get a new ability, you learn how to effectively use it and correctly use it and when you should and shouldn't use it. You get used to it, and then very naturally, the next ability is bestowed. Like, it's there waiting for you. Like, you find the next one. Like, it's just such a nice natural progression that I haven't played in games a lot lately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I think that's kind of the, the big problem with this new generation is everything's big and bombastic, and they're just, you know, they're just trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you. They want you to see fidelity, and they want you to see, like, all this all the stuff we can put at the screen all at one time and da, da, da. like and not that that's bad but it's kind of nice just a game that's comfortable with itself <laughs> you know it's it, it just game is doing it their is. thing you know yeah and honestly like i i think you should check it out like it's you know because you were talking you, know, you kind of come in and out for a game you know games yeah. when it kind of strikes you and this is like a good one just to kind of hop into it's like good platforming creative platforming which is two like puzzles like i like puzzles in games does um does liana play games yeah yeah, yeah for sure uh, you know for a good friend of mine is uh just while we're here i will check out or in the blind forest uh, i think you've done it justice uh, just you just made me think of something though and that is that you know because people love game pass right yeah um, a good friend of mine that's big on game pass uh has recommended um it i think it's called it takes two Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hugely well-received, uh, good couch co-op game, apparently. So I don't know if you've played that already. You're much more we, than no. We haven't. We've been keeping an eye on it. That was just That's just one of those ones where we have to be... That's like... How would, how would I describe that? We both have to be in the right mind for like a game like that because it's all about nothing. We can't get along. Like that's not our bra. It's not that's not coordination. An issue. And... It's just the coordination of like we both have to fully understand the mechanics going in. Interesting. Um, and also too like at the price point, it, it's a little expensive. You know, it's for for one of those things because it's you know it's like it's an indie. At the end of the day, it is an indie game, mm-hmm. but it's kind of being marketed as like a full triple A thing. And right now, games in Canada are not cheap you right. know it's so it's it's just one of those things that if it's not something i absolutely like you know i need to play or not i should have really want to play but. i should have known i wasn't gonna surprise you with like a recommendation you've never heard of oh that's my world <laughs> yeah yeah i'm pretty plugged in with that for sure but um yeah no i've i've heard very very good things about that i don't know if i have a ton else like mm. uh, you know i have some stuff um the full uh, you know did you watch the shang chi trailer no, I, I, I've I think I've seen enough from the last one. I think yeah. I'm ready to, I, to see the movie. I think you're that's a correct take. Um, I did get a bit of a spoiler though. That's been all over the internet the oh. last couple of days. I don't think I caught it. Imagine that. Oh caught all the uh, caught all the anime ones instead. Um, <laughs> I I think you know, the last thing is that they're doing a Sopranos movie prequel. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. With James Gandolfini's son. How perfect is that? Is it? Also, have you seen Sopranos? Have you seen the trailer? Um, I, 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 Cause I've I seen it up to like the fifth season. Oh, fuck. I, it was just one of those things. Actually, it's funny enough, it's when Crave first came out. And I was able, yeah, the, the app yeah, was yeah. working. And that was like the big thing. The Sopranos was on there. And for like a long time, that was kind of... You had to buy the you had to have the DVDs or the Blu-ray. Like right. You, you couldn't really find it online. 
I think it was even like withheld from uh, like iTunes and all that for mm-hmm. a long time. And then coincidentally with you know the Showtime deal and the HBO deal with you know Crave and all that, it was it was just there. So I dove right into it, and then the app just took like an absolute crap. Yeah. And like you you could not like, and I just never went never went back to it. Obviously yeah. it's fixed there and it's good, but I've always always wanted to go back and finish The Sopranos because like it's a yeah. a very good show. Like there's no and ifs or buts about it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know why I haven't seen it. I've seen the uh, pilot and I was like. Oh fuck! Like this is pretty legit. Like I'm gonna yeah. need to be in a space for this. You know what Perform- I mean? Performance of a lifetime, no doubt about it. I ca- it's almost you know you and I have talked about shows that you binge and shows that benefit from a week off. Yeah, might have been one of those shows that I just really wish I could have been with week to week. Mm-hmm. Because it just feels so heavy trying to watch multiple hours. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know there's some pretty heavy, and that's the thing too. Like I know like a lot of people compared Breaking Bad. You know, for obvious yeah. reasons, yeah. to the Sopranos, but it actually, they were they. In my opinion, they could not be farther apart. They had a very different speed. Um, so, you know, it's 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 interesting to think because I wouldn't. It's not that I wouldn't call Breaking Bad interest like introspective, but the Sopranos was. You know, it was a lot mm. of like looking in. It was more the people were already in the thick of it, and they were looking in. You know, the whole performance of Breaking Bad was becoming something else. Right, like the, the journey, you know, the transformation, the journey of becoming. You know what, and is it it's they had like I said, there's a lot of parallels, but you know, Sopranos is is really really good, and this movie looks like the cast alone. Like, have you seen the trailer? No, because I mean, you know, not that I think uh, spoilers really matter, but yeah. like I just my opinion would be so uninformed. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, it's like from having like you know I've watched more, at least more than half of the show, and his son is like channeling big uh, time yeah? his old man. Yeah, it's spooky. It just sounds. Like, <laughs> I think so. I was kind of expecting you to to not love it because like on the surface. It just sounds like such a Hollywood thing, you know, like, oh, and his son's going to come back and play this esteemed role. Yeah. And it's just like, if this doesn't work, like, you like you might really regret coming back after all, to the well after all these years. But, like, again, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean? I haven't seen it. I don't know how the sun looks. I just the... hope it works out. I, I, I hate it when I don't want it to tarnish its legacy because its legacy is so formidable. I agree. I don't, I don't know if it'll be that. Like, I'm sure you know there's going to be the purist going to say like why couldn't you just leave it as it is but yeah i i want to this is a good little thought experiment because you know when someone recommends a movie or like a movie is announced and the casting is revealed and people say oh my god like a marvel movie for example mm-hmm. they'll say that cast is stacked mm-hmm. you know that doesn't always necessarily it's not a dead ringer for that doesn't you know equate a tremendous movie or a good 100% movie, you know agreed there is something about this cast it is a bunch of just heavy hitting character actors mm. who because this movie's been filmed for quite some time like they, uh, I, I know they've, they been, they've some, been holding it with the pandemic and stuff there was that and then they had to do i don't think it was like a reshoot where stuff wasn't working they decided they wanted I think there was some more funding, I believe. I read somewhere, and they went back, like, okay, now we can go do a couple things that we wanted to do mm. extra. And they, they did some they did some reshoots, I, I think. And But anyways, so when I say this cast, like, I don't want to say it's stacked, but, like, there is some fucking heavy hitters in this movie that know how to 
put that type of performance in. You know, like it's Corey, uh, Corey Stoll. It's, um, uh, I'm always blank on his name. I don't know why I always forget his name. You know the Jack dude from, um, see the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. You know the fucking drug dealer? There? Oh, the, the Punisher? Dude, the Punisher, yeah. John, John Berenthal. John Berenthal. So he's in this. You got, oh, dude, uh, character actor all day. Yeah, it's and it's all those guys. Like it's all it's all guys that oh. know how to put inflections into, into a character. It's 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 like they re, it's they perfectly recasted the show because I know there's not a lot of like I know this is a couple of like younger versions of the characters that are in the Sopranos, but it's just a cast of guys that know how to get into a role like that. And it's believable. Like, how many times do you watch a movie? You're like, this guy's not a deaf guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like I could say anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you watch this, and you're like, wow, this is this looks like The Sopranos set in the 70s, 80s. All right, all right. Yeah, it's I'm excited for it. So, it's, so it sounds like uh, I'm glad I'm glad to hear your, that you had, like, a solid opinion on this because I was coming into this with a question mark, just sort of banking on the fact that you had seen The Sopranos or at least a good chunk enough, a, a bit, enough of it to have had an mm. opinion, so... It sounds like to you, it is come. It's authentic and coming from a good place. I will say there's a slight, there's a sl- like there's always saying risk, all that. Right? I think there's some major risk. There's always, but risk. by looking at what I've seen, I think it's going to be substance over style. Well, there you go. Let's hope. And it's also the original guys, like all the people, like the, like David Chase is coming back. Like everyone yeah. is involved. Like That's the writers. Crazy, man directors like famous directors that did famous episodes in, in the Oof. show i think is directing God. maybe you, you know, should go like, back and watch that shit well yeah it's, well i don't know when the, the announced, i think they're saying october is the release date so no i mean the original series like maybe i should uh well, that's what i'm saying like if you want to catch up to catch the movie oh yeah you have until october it's, it's ambitious but you it's a lot know. though they're long season that's the thing it's, well in the and the it's it was it hbo yeah yeah, so the there's no commercials. The episodes are like at like a I think the pilot is like seventy minutes or some shit. Yeah, for you're looking forty five to an hour on some episodes for sure. Yeah, we'll 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 see about the Sopranos. That uh, but I'm glad I'm glad that you uh, you know had a direction with that because I'm I'm I just came I saw that and I was like, huh? Mm. Question mark because you know when he uh, Gandolfini died like. You know, yeah. there's so much about him and how people said he just, like, he was one of the best embodiments of a character ever. And, like, you know, then the I have no context other than a pilot in which he was incredible and the show was incredible. And now I see a prequel and I'm like, oh, God, prequels, you know, like 20 years later, like, is this a good mm. take? But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you had some context to provide. That is my last thing. Do you, uh, you know anything uh, over there? Uh, I am all out. Okay, homies, thank you for listening. Um, if you made it this far, I'll tell you again. Go listen to the Demon Slayer review. What are you gonna do about it? A lot of fun. It? Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun, and we'll, you know, what are you gonna do about it? Go listen to Demon Slayer review. At this point, I don't even care if you've seen the movie. Just go listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the post show. We do this every week, and then usually we're covering My Hero Academia season five. Although next week there is a hiatus, so it'll just be the post show. So hold on to your butts because that'll be a, a couple days early. Um, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, do all the social media things on the relevant social media platforms. Uh, and thank you for listening. Bye guys. Cheers.